The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. At T-Mobile, you can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow, the ultra-wide camera really captures all the, uh, flames. Switch today and get two new lines for 90 bucks, plus two iPhone 11 Pros on us with qualifying trading. For well-qualified customers, plus taxes and fees, essentials plan with auto pay, phone via 24 credits. If you cancel before 24 credits, remaining balance on full price of $999.99 for each device may be due. Contact us. Qualifying port ins and finance agreements required. The following podcast is a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be sent to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. It's time! You asked for it, and you got it. At BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. TJ, you know I love football, and you know ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. You know, Usually it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I honestly don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out mybookie.com. You know, I know that you may not know who you're betting on from week to week, but I do know for a fact you know who you're betting with, and that is at T-Mobile. You can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow. The ultra-wide camera really captures all the... Uh flames switch today and get two new lines for 90 bucks plus two iphone 11 pros on us with qualifying trading for well-qualified customers plus taxes and fees essentials plan with auto pay phone via 24 credits if you cancel before 24 credits remaining balance on full price of 999.99 for each device may be due contact us qualifying port ins and finance agreements required my bookie and if i've learned anything about you bruce you don't endorse anything that you don't truly believe in. You've done your research, and for good reason. My bookie has stood out as uh, you know one of the best uh, sites out there to place your wagers with. Yeah, absolutely. You know they've been in business for years. They have great reviews online, which I checked out. And that the, the key thing is, which is important to me, is their mobile site is easy to use. Because let's face it, we all use our phones these days. I also heard Bruce that they have in-game betting as well. So it's not just the typical matchup. You know, team A over team B. There's props that come up. There's live betting. There's a lot of other options than just that. Typical, hey, I'm going to take so-and-so by whatever. Exactly. And when you go to MyBookie, join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar, whatever you put in. Use the promo code BUFFER to activate the offer. Now, remember, when you do BUFFER, it's all in capitals. Capital B-U-F-F-E-R. So visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code BUFFER in capitals when creating your account to claim the bonus. Hey, if you play and you win, what happens, Bruce? You get paid! It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We- It's Bruce Buffer. 
Loose Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Moncton, Canada, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry because we will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. President Trump, politics, movies, TV, UFC, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It's what we call no holes barred radio, folks. And I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. TJ, uh, we're going to talk about the week that was. This has been a big week that was. So much has happened. Um you know, continuing on from UFC 229, uh, so much to talk about. First off, how are you? How's life? And then I'm going to go into some stories relating to UFC 229. I'm good. I mean, when we have stories like UFC 229, they just take forever to go away. And, and we have some really big events coming up before the year's end. But still, we're going to be talking about UFC 229 in one form or another. Maybe it's what's next for Connor. Maybe it's what's next for Habib, God forbid he ends up boxing Floyd Mayweather, but uh, I, I don't know. Like the, the the narrative is not going to change anytime soon, Buff. It's just the way it is. No, it's not. But it's interesting how things change because, like I've mentioned a couple times, Khabib has gone from the ultimate cool, calm cat to, in some people's eyes now, the ultimate villain, in other people's eyes still the ultimate cool, calm uh, cat. But no matter what, he is a world champion, lightweight UFC fighter, right? A man of many. Uh, skills and expertise in every area of fighting. And what we're seeing here is, you know, it's been Conor McGregor's world. It still is, and we live in it. We know that. But now with what happened the other night, with how 229 ended in the horrific way, uh, wrong way that it ended, um, now Khabib is getting a lot of attention. And a lot of attention to the point where you have people coming out with low offers saying 50 Cent offers Khabib to $2 million to fight for Bellator. Well, we know he's not going to accept no, that. Well, he, he, yeah. he, he can't. He has a contract. You know, that, well, that, it's, it's unfeasible because he just made probably six to eight times that much money. Right. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and what I mean, what 50 Cent is doing right now is drumming up. Um, so stirring the stew. Right. Well, stirring he's, he's drumming up publicity for himself and, and Bellator. Um, and you know, that's the thing, like when you hold a spot in the spotlight, like 50 cent does, um, just saying anything, even if it's not real, that's like free advertising. Do you know what I mean? Well, this is the week of relevancy. This is the week where everybody that's with the six degrees of separation is going to take advantage of the new world of marketing, which is social media. And they're going to take advantage of trying to be relevant or being relevant. So now we have 50 Cent that made this statement. Now it comes out, uh, Adi Attar, uh, Connor's manager, whom I know is a friend. And last week it comes out, well, we're talking about Mayweather Mac 2. Okay, we said it on the show before, and I'm speaking for you. With all respect to Mayweather, with all respect to Connor, uh, both who I like and I'm, you know, treat mutually respectable as they treat me, I'm not interested. No, I don't want to see an MMA fight. I want to see, excuse me, a boxing event. Right. I want to see an MMA fight. But now what's happening is that Nurmagomedov, Habib, has become extremely relevant, more than Connor for the potential of a fight in a boxing match. And I'm going to say one thing, even though I'm not interested in seeing all the buildup and another big, huge payday, which great for them. I hope they make it. I hope they make the money. I always hope that for everybody. But as a personal one, I want to see Habib fight in the octagon. I want to see Connor fight in the octagon. But if by some 
throw of chance in the future, this fight does happen, this boxing match, which Mayweather says would be expecting a nine-figure payday. He tells us that he'll make $100 million more than when he fought Conor McGregor in 2017. What you have here is Mayweather saying, okay, here's the two most popular mixed martial artists uh, in my division, my weight category. So I fought one. I beat him. Why not beat the other and fight him? And now, because of all his popularity, that he's gained tremendous more popularity in the last uh, 10 days, two weeks, um, there's more than money to be made here than was made with Connor. But again, I'm not really interested in seeing it. Would I watch it? Yeah, but I'm not really interested in seeing it. Right. I want my MMA. And, That's and, what I, mean. I want my MMA. I think you made a very big distinction right there, Bruce, that is important. There's a difference between do you want to see it and would you watch it? I'll watch a lot of stuff that I necessarily don't want to see. Do you know what I mean? And uh, I think that a lot of people sort of misconstrue what, you know, even popping a rating really means. It, because people watched it doesn't necessarily mean that they wanted it. And and I guess in the end of the day, you know, when it comes down to numbers and stuff, it doesn't matter. But uh, for, for my money, yeah, I don't want to see Connor and, and Floyd fight again. I mean, Floyd can go do whatever he wants to. I, I thought he wanted Manny Pacquiao. I don't now Habib is uh, on his Twitter and whatnot. So for me, if if we see anything with Floyd Mayweather and any mixed martial artist, I hope it's Connor McGregor and I hope it's in the octagon because he, I think he owes Connor a, a favor. You know, Floyd got and needed a big payday with with Connor coming over to boxing uh, I think it's only fair that if he looks for another payday he he returns the favor and comes over to the UFC yeah but again it, you know that remains to be seen as far as mixed rules and all that so you know who knows again here's the thing we're talking about the ultimate boxer who can pick any ultimate entertaining fight and make himself six seven nine figure paydays okay oh, well actually seven to nine-figure paydays, okay? That's that's Mayweather. We're talking about Conor McGregor, who's already gone that route, made a huge payday, and we're talking about Nurmagomedov, Habib, who has made more money than he's ever made in his last fight. Stick to the relevancy, stick to the UFC, stick to what works, but it's very hard if something is handed in front of you and you see there's a chance for 50 to $100 million or more, it's very hard to say no to that, being Habib or being Conor, if that ever happens. It really is hard to say no. I mean, you no, must I agree. get it. I get it. I mean, we're we're all, we all work to make money, and uh, at the end of the day, you want to make as much money possible uh, when when you can. But uh, for me, as that pure sports fan, I don't I don't need to see the best lightweight in the world go box. And and if if any mixed martial artist is going to be boxing uh, Floyd Mayweather, I, I hope it's just one small element of a mixed martial arts fight because uh, I think Floyd owes mixed martial arts something and. Uh, no, no better way to pay that back than coming over to the Octagon. Who knows? Maybe yeah, Floyd Mayweather's one of the best mixed martial artists in the world. I can't say that he's not. The proof is in the pudding. Right. And we'll never know until the pudding happens. So, you know, who knows? Anyway, relevancy, people making news headlines, fun to read. We'll see what happens. Onward, upward, next. Now, what's really a uh, very important and documented fact the zone, D A Z N, the network everybody's hearing about when it comes to boxing. They're also carrying the Bellator. They made a contract with Bellator for like 150 million spread over what I understand to be in the area of six, seven years, whatever the case might be. They have a contract there. Michael Buffer, my legendary uh, 
boxing and entertainment sports uh, announcer, we just signed a contract with DAZN for him to be exclusive on the DAZN network to Matchroom Boxing for the next two years. Very healthy contract. Very happy for my brother, Michael, and very happy to be behind it, you know, working with him. Now I read Canelo Alvarez, Canelo, who just came off his fight against Triple G and won. He has now agreed to a minimum, get this, TJ, five years, 11 fights, $365 million contract with DAZN. That's with the network. There is other income to be made for those 11 fights for him. $365 million translated into dollars and cents. We will check this out. Doing the math buff. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do that. I got to do this here. So 365 divided by how many fights? 11 fights. I can't do it. Uh, basically, I can do this in my head. Uh, three side love fights. That's so a 36. Roughly what you're looking at is about $30 million guaranteed per fight Damn. for 11 fights. Damn. Not bad. Not, Not bad. bad at all. That's awesome. Yeah, the bet- well, the benefit of that is if a Canelo fights a Triple G, sure, the money can be much more. If Canelo fights a Mayweather, sure, the money can be much more. But this is 11 fights against 11 opponents who we don't know who they are, where he's guaranteed roughly $30 million a fight. Fantastic contract. Now I'm wondering, here we go, Oscar De La Hoya, who Canelo is on uh, the roster. I have to read further on this because Oscar De La Hoya, is he promoting these fights? That's the question. Is he still with Oscar De La Hoya? I'm wondering. I'm pretty sure that's who Canelo's with. Yeah, a lot I of things I, happening in boxing. A lot of things happening. I mean, it, it blows me away that HBO is dropping boxing and, and the way that that is, is worked out. It's, it's a different time in combat sports, and I'm not sure necessarily if it's a better time or a, a worse time, Bruce, because I feel like HBO dropping boxing is, is probably not good. But at the same time, like, boxing can stand alone now. It's not, you know, a shoulder programming on a network. It, it can be on something like DAZN or... You know, even we've seen boxing and, and other martial arts on uh, UFC Fight Pass. Uh, like, there's never been a time where everything has been so accessible like it is now. And and, and the money seems to be there. That That's the best thing. And it's going to get even more accessible because people are predominantly watching on their phones a lot now. The new contract with ESPN is split into two categories, $150 million for television, $150 million for whatever that term is, the online, all the other media sources with ESPN, totaling a $300 million a year contract for UFC over the course of many years, if I'm not mistaken. So what you're dealing with is the future. Now, also what you're dealing with, too, here is DAZN is making a major push, putting out millions, tens, hundreds of millions of dollars in guaranteed uh, promises to all the people to bring in. So they are really making a point of being a player. As far as HBO, they have been dropping boxing, not just recently. They have been dropping boxing for years. It is beginning less and less and less, predominantly seen over the last year. And now it's obvious where they're going with boxing. This is a very opportune time for people to be signing contract with the zone. People out there that are MMA fans and UFC fans, we all know, you all say, uh, MMA is bigger than boxing. I've said it to him myself in certain degrees, but you have to understand. I deal in boxing. I've been in boxing for 30 years. I manage Michael Buffer's career. Right. I deal with all the major promoters. Boxing is huge. Boxing is not what it was in the late 80s, 90s, uh, late 90s. Um, water core conversation on Monday, with the exception of a Triple G Canelo Alvarez fight that occurred recently. But boxing is still selling 30,000, 40,000. Uh, seat arenas in England and over Europe. I know this because Michael announces them. It's big. 
everywhere. It is apples and oranges, folks. Don't worry about being bigger, being smaller. Just worried about everybody being successful because success breeds competition and competition breeds success. That's enough. That's my soapbox. Let's go on to some other stuff. We were going to have Sammy uh, Phillips on today. I was going to mention I'm not a fan of the gentleman and what he you know, has done in the past, but it's to be talked about. He was campaigning for state assembly, but he's in the news from time to time. Dennis Hoth. Right. The Bunny Ranch owner, which is the uh, legal uh, prostitution brothel in uh, Henderson, Nevada. Nevada, excuse me. He passed away at 72 years old. Uh, who knows what's going to be taking over the dice from there. I wanted to mention that to Sammy because I'm sure she had something to say about it. So we'll go there. Another thing, uh, Carol Spinney, the puppeteer, who my condolences go out to Dennis Hoff's family. I always like to say that uh, out of respect uh, to his family and loved ones. Uh, Carol Spinney, the puppeteer who portrayed Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch on Sesame Street since 1969 is stepping down from the roles. I guarantee you, TJ, that Carol Spinney is making a ton of money they're walking away from. But the job of being a puppeteer for some big uh, puppet like Big Bird versus a smaller puppet like Oscar the Grouch, I guarantee you that takes a lot of physicality, TJ. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, very difficult uh, to sort of coordinate and move and and not to mention, just like think about how like uh, demanding your your brain needs to like be used in that. Because like obviously you need to understand like what's going to be said, how you need to motion and and sort of make it all make sense. Like uh, much harder than I think a lot of people think it is. It's not just you know putting on the the, the costume or you know shoving something over your hand and uh, just you know playing puppet show. It's much 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 more difficult. A lot of technique involved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a skill that needs to be perfected over years and years and years, I'm sure. So uh, my condolences, best wishes out to the family of Carol Spinney. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Right. You know, yeah. we all know. Sasha yeah. Barat, I saw, the whole thing. I saw the story that you were are, are going to bring up, and, and I'll, I'll share my thoughts at the end of it, but just my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But, you know, he puts himself in a position where he doesn't tell the people he's, shall we say, duping right. into appearing with him on his show. The question is, where is a crime being broken here or a civil uh, crime or trespassing is taking place that can create the person who was duped into this? In this case, I'm speaking of Roy Moore. Uh, Roy Moore is um, – following through on his threat, he's suing Sasha Baron Cohen for portraying him as a pedophile on national TV, and he's suing him for tens of millions of dollars. Now, Roy Moore is a former U.S. Senate, okay, and uh, he's a, excuse me, he's a former U.S. Senate hopeful, but he, he basically faced multiple allegations that he preyed on minors decades ago, and these were accusations that surfaced while he was running for Senate in Alabama last year. He denied the claims. He was never charged with a crime. In that case, when you're charged with something relating to pedophilia, in a lot of people's minds, you're guilty till proven innocent. Um, again, none of us know. But innocent, guilty or not, I'm not going into question that right now. But he's turned around, as I've expected, somebody would turn around eventually on Sasha Baron Cohen, and he's suing him for tens of millions of dollars. If this goes through and he wins this case, this will set a major precedent. <laughs> and I hate to think of what else could happen to Sasha Baron Cohen, amongst others, because that goes into everybody from... Uh, the jackass group, uh, impractical jokers, if they go a little too far. This could set a precedent where yeah. people could now start suing people. Well, to me, so coming up in radio, uh, I've always been told either if you're going to record someone, you have to tell them right off the top and you have to be clear. But they, they essentially say clear but clever. So when mm -hmm. someone answers the phone, if you're doing like a pranked phone call, 
you want to have them answer the phone. And as they're saying hello, very quickly, but loudly and clearly, you say, the radio station, you're on the air. That right there enough, I guess, constitutes as consent. Um, but otherwise, you would go through with it. And at the end, you would say, look, this is a prank phone call. I've recorded it. I can play it back for your approval, but we would like to air this. Do you have any objection? Um, now, some people are saying, well, I've called a radio station and they've just put me on the air. What about that? Well, there's complied consent uh, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, implied consent because you're calling a radio station. Therefore, they don't need to straight up tell you this may or may not be put on the radio. Um, when it comes to filming hidden cameras and stuff like that, I don't think you can air anything unless you have in legal documents a signed contract that is agreeing to it well let's go let's go back a step i mean candid camera was the original uh that was doing that kind of stuff so the question is uh do you get the person to sign the piece of paper after you film it yeah which means if they don't sign you can't use it correct and you take that chance or do you get them to film before obviously the art of surprise is taken out if they know they're being filmed so it ruins the honest reaction you're hoping to get from that person is being duped. Well, that's why so, you, you dupe it without them knowing. You get them to, to go along and get fooled, and then at the end go, hey, that was really great. Do you have any objection if we air this? And if they do it. and say yes, no, I don't want you to air it, you're, I'm sorry, the fray, you're shit out of luck. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Gotcha. Well, we'll see how it comes out. Be interesting to, to see on that. You know, another thing in the legal area here in uh, New York, um, in Long Island, they found they were trying to find out who put three vending machines on the streets in Long Island. You know what they were selling, TJ? Uh, no. What? Crack pipes. Wait, what? Crack pipes. So there were, were vending actually, machines with crack pipes in them. They were repurposed, repurposed tampon dispensers that somebody went in. And it's not illegal to sell the pens. It's not illegal to sell a pipe, but they're considered drug paraphernalia. And they were being dispensed from a machine that was installed illegally per town code. Yes, somebody put these machines down selling crack pipes. That's ridiculous. I don't. That that can't happen. No, I don't. I don't understand how you think you're going to get away with that. But I mean, for the police, obviously, people are going to collect the money. There's money being put in these things. Why not just wait for someone to come and collect the money, have someone stake out, you know, someone to come up and, and try to take the cash out and then arrest him. I don't. That's one way of doing it. Who knows? But just the fact that somebody would do that is just it's it's just insane. Oh, I'm, I'm curious, like, is a crack pipe without any sort of resin or anything like that on it illegal? Maybe they're not doing anything illegal, technically. It is not illegal to sell pipes, as I said, or vape pens. It's illegal to sell drug paraphernalia. Right. So if they clarify it as drug paraphernalia, it's illegal. Got it. So there is no other purpose that you could argue it's being used for. Right. No other purpose. So that's where they're shooting. Did you ever hear of a company called uh, Costa Coffee, coffee chain? Ever hear of them? I'm not. You know, it's amazing. There's so many chains out there we don't hear about. Coca-Cola who last week we discussed has, you know, put a big investment into the cannabis industry uh, for potentially future uh, cannabis strain soda, whatever that's Coke or whatever, we'll find out. Uh, Coca-Cola now agreed to buy the chain Costa Coffee. I never heard of them. They're from UK drinks and hotels group called White Bread. $5.1 billion. Isn't it amazing? You hear about a big purchase 
And I've never even heard of the store. And I've been to England numerous times, but I've never heard of, uh, and again, no offense to Costa Coffee for me not knowing who they are, but congratulations to Costa Coffee on getting $5.1 billion. No kidding. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So good job for them. Now, Kickstarter, you know, I always think, TJ, do you ever think about an invention? Do you ever think what it would take to invent something that everybody would really want? And then you put it on Kickstarter. I mean, I've done a Kickstarter oh. campaign for a previous business and see how it does. Here's one that blows me away. I read about all the time. Oh, they raised 50000 Oh, but just real quick, let, let me tell you, I had, I had an idea from when I was a little kid, and it, it's a real-life device now. But I – and again, I – Probably wasn't the first to have an idea, but have you have you heard of tiles? Have you heard of these little uh, like you you put a tile on your keychain, and if you can't find it, you grab your phone and you press a button, and your keychain starts ringing because you ping the tile. Have you heard about those? Yeah, I've heard about variations thereof. Yeah, right. So I literally had that same sort of idea when I was a kid for the television remote. I wanted to put a locator device on the TV remote because as a kid, I would constantly lose my television remote. And uh, here in 2018, you know, we have a real life variation of it. It's just for car keys or wallets or uh, whatever else you want to stick these things to. You can utilize uh, some technology to find where you lose things. That's very cool, but a little late to the uh, Again, I was like nine when I first had it, so I wasn't doing anything about it then. But, yeah, I mean, all these ideas, I think we a lot of the good ideas that come to fruition, people have had those ideas a lot. It just comes down to who has the ability to actually make those things happen. Right. So what you're really saying is parents out there, listen to your children. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> Anything comes out of the mouths, listen to your kids. Speaking of which, all right, here's the thing. A lady on a trip to Thailand after her graduation, she would walk along these beautiful beaches, right? And she would collect discarded plastic straws, which she still does to this day because plastic does not... Uh, what do you call it? Dissolve and it's it's waste and, it, and it's a big problem in the ocean. We all know this. OK, so she was working as a specialist at the Los Alamos National Laboratory in New Mexico. OK, she was spreading her awareness of plastic products, talking about them. She had an idea, a reusable, collapsible straw. So she and her friend, they decided to collaborate on the idea. They worked on weekends. She put in thirty thousand dollars of her own money. By January, they had a prototype, which is a collapsible metal straw that neatly folds into a carrying case that fits into a pocket or attached to a keychain. So you use the straw over and over and over again, therefore not dispensing of any plastic straws and further, um, you know, trashing our environment since we're going through so many troubles. Okay, they launched into a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter. They just wanted to raise twelve and a half thousand dollars, twelve thousand five hundred dollars, just to do an initial run. Within fifty hours. They raised $200,000. She started crying, okay? When the campaign reached its deadline, TJ, they had 38,000 funders. They raised $1.89 million on Kickstarter for this collapsible straw. $1.89 million. These people are already millionaires from Kickstarter. Wow. And then that's amazing. That I is. find this fascinating and I'm so happy for them. Congratulations to them. I think it's a great idea. It'll be knocked off by God knows how many people when it goes out. But first to plate, first to serve, first to win. Usually you're the one, if you market it correctly, the one that everybody wants, like Kleenex versus tissue. So good luck to them. Love seeing these stories. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, we live in a great time. You know, these things are possible and made possible. So uh, it sounds like a success story. That's success story. Another success story, too. I don't know how the can we say inside job police say two men broke into a UPS facility 
Okay. Uh, people, uh, excuse me, officers or agents, as we call them, from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which we call the ATF and Explosives uh, Agency. A UPS facility in Memphis, two men drove up in a U-Haul truck, and they made off with 400 guns. What? A, 400 guns. A, how did they know that 400 guns were at that UPS facility in Memphis? B, how did they just pick that out of nowhere? I'm calling inside job. I'm yeah. calling planned job, inside job. There's got to be investigation here. There, I'm there, sure there's it's planning. The, the level yeah. of planning for that to get pulled off is too much of – like that's not a coincidence. No way. No. No way. It's impossible. It's impossible. So that's one crime that went down. Another crime – now this is a little horrific. I'll get into some nice stuff, but I got to mention it. TJ, you know, serial killers, mass killers uh, – People, they say down in Mexico, girls being kidnapped, God forbid, for the sex trade industry, whatever. Uh, you know, things are happening down there, whether it's the cartels. It's just, you know, we read all these horrific stories. This story is horrific. A Mexican couple was arrested with body parts in a stroller. In other words, they were basically, they feel that they've killed up to 20 women. The couple was arrested while they were pushing a baby stroller on the street with body parts filling up the baby stroller. Oh, my God. I, I, I can't even fathom this. All right. They claim that they had killed 10. Now investigations claiming they've killed up to as many as 20. Uh, murders recorded between 85 and 2017. Nearly a third of them occurred in the last six years of that 32. They've been doing this for 32 years, TJ, according to this article. Uh, if I'm reading this correctly. How do you, I mean, I can't comment. No, I can't. can't. I, there's, no, there's no way to. No. No way. So weird people out there, brother. Weird yeah. people. Yeah, and they're only getting weirder. That's unfortunate, but that's the truth. They're getting weirder. Yep, they're getting weirder. Let's go to a little more nice stuff. We'll get out of the, the den of uh, of uh, horror here because that's like what, what they make movies out of. Right. I'm surprised if a movie's being made right now. Right. Uh, collectibles. A, far, a Ferrari cable top book. Now, if you own a Ferrari, you usually guys – that buy the Ferraris, they get the jacket, they get the glove. You know, every, it's, you're a Ferrari guy. It's like a UFC lifestyle, you're a Ferrari lifestyle. Right. So they make like tabletop books. You know, obviously you want to look at all the Ferraris, see whatever. But there is a limit, TJ. Now, granted, to have a Ferrari, you can spend anywhere from probably in the area of a quarter million to a million dollars for a Ferrari. But now they may came out with a book that's a tabletop book that costs as much of a car, as a car. And, the, and this book is basically a retrospective book on Ferrari. It's limited to 1,947 copies, celebrating the founding year of 1947, and it's going to cost up to thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand dollars. I I'm sorry. I mean, again, me. like that's a target market, right? Like the the people that uh, you want to appeal to can probably afford something like that. So go for it, I guess. I guess you know whatever whatever floats your boat. Uh, do you remember the story? Did we talk about that they found the Ruby, Wizard of Oz ruby slippers? No, and that is something that is very near and dear to my heart because Dorothy, um, Judy Garland, is from a small town in northern Minnesota called Grand Rapids. And mm -hmm. uh, they have, uh, I don't know what they call the days. It's like, it's like Ruby Red Days or something like that. Um, where they put a lot of stuff on display from the Wizard of Oz and celebrate, you know, their 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 native daughter in uh, Judy Garland. And I believe this is where the ruby red slippers went missing. So uh, to hear that they're back and and they've been found is is, is amazing. Tell me more. Well, you're right. Uh, the thief 
who originally stole the slippers broke in through a Minnesota Grand Rapids Minnesota Museum, which is the Judy Garland Museum. Right. They were they were stolen in 2005. He smashed the glass case in the gallery, stole the slippers. At that time, the slippers were insured for a million dollars. The alarm didn't sound to the central dispatch station, and no fingerprints were found. So they never had a uh, evidence in order to find uh, the th- you know the thief who stole the slippers. But now, ten years after the theft. The museum teamed up with the Islington County Sheriff's dive team to investigate the theory that someone threw the slippers into a nearby lake. Oh, my God. Right? So during the 40th annual Wizard of Oz Festival, the divers scoured the depths of the Tioga Mine Pit Lake. Do you know where that is? No, I do not. But, I mean, uh, I know where Grand Rapids, Minnesota is, so roughly yes. Okay, well, they, they turned up that uh, they weren't there. So they went through all that. So Wait, so they, they didn't a, find them? They did not find uh, them. Not find them. I mean, An unfortunately, individual- here's the thing, though. Like, if you put anything at the bottom of a Minnesota lake, 13 years later, there's probably not going to be much of it left. And if there is anything left, you don't want it. I agree. And, you know, over the years, uh, there's been a lot of mystery over the slippers' uh, disappearance. But there's multiple pairs of the slippers right. that are valued from 2 to $3 million, I've seen the missing yeah. slippers. I got to see them in 2003. Um, I just happened to be rolling through Grand Rapids and got to see him. So, uh, I'm lucky in that sense, but yeah, no, it's, it's, this is a piece of Americana that is, is missing. Right. Well, there were four pairs made for the films, uh, for the film, excuse me. Um, and, uh, they basically this summer, the shoes were seized in an undercover operation in Minneapolis where they were stolen in, in the same state. They found the shoes in their back. So, oh, so they, they are back. Yeah, they are back. That's what oh, that is here. awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that still an great. ongoing. It's still an ongoing investigation. There's well, uh, rumors that they were going after the owners, trying yeah. to extort money out of them. Anyway, they found the shoes. It is history. This movie's played every Christmas. It's a movie that every child. I mean, what child has not seen yeah. The Wizard of Oz? I mean, my son is seven. I think he's already seen it three or four times. You know, so. Yeah. Just yeah. a just a great just a great story. All right, football wise, football. Here we go. My Eagles are back on track. Uh, they definitely had a good game against somebody we call the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they wound up doing very, very well. No, no, no. Uh, they didn't They didn't have a good game oh, against they, the Vikings. They, the Vikings beat them. I don't know what you're talking about. Wait, no, fair, wait, wait. I'm scared. You're a Fairweather no, fan, Buff. Come on. I'm fair, no, you know what I'm doing? I'm going through my notes from the week before. God, this has really been a busy week. It's all right. Really been a busy week. Jeez, 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 jeez. All right, let's put it this way. Philadelphia is against Carolina, Okay. And uh, Philadelphia, they did. Wait, didn't they win last Thursday? I don't know. I don't, I don't follow the Eagles, nor do I follow the NFL until the Minnesota Vikings are in the NFC Championship game. And it's the fourth quarter and we have the lead. All right. Sounds good. Let me get off it. Let me get on it. I'm getting off it. Now getting on See, it. See, UFC week. 229 has melted your brain. You can't even make football it, picks it, anymore. It, ha- it has melted, but I did make my football picks for next week coming up. And here they are real quick. And last week, the picks I made with John Anik, I was uh, blah, 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 blah. I was two for four, two for four. And the two that I was were my main picks, which came out really strong. So here's the picks for this week. Eagles, minus four and a quarter, minus four and a half against Carolina at Philadelphia. Take the Eagles. New England Patriots, minus three and a half at Chicago. Try to get that down to three and take the Patriots. If not, I feel the Patriots would do very well coming off the game they had last Sunday night, which, by the way, I had the honor of voiceovering the opening of the New England Patriots-Kansas City Chiefs game on NBC last Sunday night. I heard it. It sounded good. Thank you. I appreciate it. I had a little help from my friend TJ. We did the recording together. Thank you, TJ, for working with me on that. My pleasure. Very cool. Uh, I've had the Super Bowl commercial. 
That's a bucket list. I've done the voiceover for the entry, uh, the intro into Sunday night's game. That's a bucket list. I can't remember who the Eagles played last week, even though I won. That's a bucket uh, that, list. That's a sign so, you might kick the bucket soon. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I love you, Bob. Uh, You're fine. Yeah, love, You're fine. Knock on, knock on wood. No kicking the bucket, but I'm only human. Right. Okay. Uh, next pick, Cleveland. They did not cover last week. They've covered every week except for last week. They're at Tampa Bay. They're plus three. Try to get it at three and a half. Take the Cleveland Browns. I would. I would take, take Cleveland every week at this point, honestly, to yeah. to, to cover because. I mean, they're underdogs, obviously, but they're a lot more scrappy than people are giving them uh, credit for. Definitely a lot more scrappy. Baker Mayfield um, making his bones in the NFL in his first season as a starting quarterback. Didn't have a great game last week, which means a guy like him, a true winner at heart, will come out, as will the team, and they're going to come out to win. Again, Cleveland, plus the points at Tampa Bay. Last bet, Kansas City covering the spread. Every time they play, Kansas City, I, I'm a big fan of the New England Patriots, one of my favorite teams. I could not turn down the, the Kansas City Chiefs plus three and a half points at New England last Sunday night. I know I'm getting this game right because I did the intro, but the game came out that I won that game by half a point. It's amazing, TG, how these bookmakers get this thing down to a science. Half a point. I, I've told you before, if you bet football, if you have a team and they are a three-point favorite or a three-point dog, or a seven-point yeah, favorite. Yeah, buy that half. Buy favorite. that half. Or a 10-point or 14-point favorite, buy that half. You take the dog, you buy it to the over for a half. You take the favorite, you get that from three down to two and a half, seven down to six and a half, 10 down to nine and a half, 14 down to 13 and a half. It pays. It pays to do this, folks, and I prove it by what I did Sunday night on my legal football betting. How's that, TJ? There you go. I love it. You got it right this okay. time. Got it right. Okay. So now there we go. I think that's a show. I can't see anything else that I've missed other than, again, oh, TJ. What? The voiceover video orders. Uh, USC 229, I'm telling you, for all the right and wrong reasons, everybody became more popular. Business has been flourishing. Uh, well, not only we, that, I mean, you're, you're you, as featured on NBC primetime Sunday Night Football. Come on. Like, if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is, Buff. I don't know either, but I will tell you that last week or uh, and this week, record setting sales for voiceovers recordings now it's coming in tons of podcast oh, requests yeah. for opening a podcast yeah and video podcasts or video i do them on video um just a ton we literally have had to film two days straight in a row non-stop that's how many orders are coming in love it and thank you the charities that we give partial monies to are thanking it also and my cards on ebay speaking of charities benefiting the wildlife way station the home for lions and tigers and bears oh my here in Los Oh, my, here in Los Angeles, where a dollar, I can honestly say 90 plus cents goes to that organization, not five cents. And that's so important, too, when when these companies that are nonprofits take in money, that term nonprofit can be so misleading. And uh, I mean, I I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I know a lot of people that give money for, for cancer research and then they find out that maybe five to 10 cents of every dollar they gave actually goes into making a difference where the rest of the money goes into administrative fees. This is something, I mean, I I don't want to tell people what they're going to do or not going to do with their money, but if you are going to donate to one of these established charities, please look into where that money actually goes because a lot of times it ends up on a a CEO's desk for a a big bonus or it, it goes into one of these... Uh, companies advertising with a bigger company just to get more revenue. And, and I mean, I'm sorry. There are a lot of times where you want to go benefit a children's hospital. Like, 
you may be better just walking into the hospital and giving someone the money than uh, going out and, and, and donating through various partners because the, the split and the revenue split on it and where that money gets filed down to is not exactly uh, what you think it is, uh, you know, with their, with their yeah. pitch. Just make sure when you go in that hospital, you get the money that you write the check to the hospital and not to the person. Right, at the exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So make sure you're okay. So with that being said, the cards from USC 229, I have a package on eBay auction uh, that ends, I think, on Sunday or Monday. Um, you get all the 12 fight cards that I hold in my hand, one of a kind, collector's pieces. I've been paid up to $5,000 on auction for charity on eBay for these cards. Bidding is currently at $3,150, started at $2,100 for the first bid. There's five days left. As of the airing of the show, there'll probably be one, two, or three days left. But check it out on eBay. You go to brucebuffer.com uh, to check out where you can order your voiceovers and your audio championship introductions, birthdays, weddings, podcasts, birth of babies, business, you name it, I do it. Kristen, we'll be back to you, tell you how to get it done. Uh, check out eBay for the auction. Um, again, benefiting the Wildlife Way Station for animals. Make I guess a difference. Much, you know, I make mean, a difference. And, and that's the biggest thing I think about when people uh, purchase your collectibles and the fight cards or, or the voiceovers. I mean, obviously, they're getting something really neat for themselves, but they're also, you know, in this situation, helping the Wildlife Way Station. And, I mean, Bruce, it, it's been a decade. I remember, I mean, I don't want to bring up a bad time, but I remember the first show that we ever did right before we went on the air. Uh, you, you saw a dog get hit by a car and it, it oh, just devastated yeah. you. And yeah. um, that that's I mean, that was my first uh, impression of working with you. And, and, you know, it showed me how big your heart is because it really had distraught you. It, it, it made you, you know, kind of ruined your day. And, and I felt bad that we had to trudge through that show and it being the first one. But it, it showed me a, a certain side to you that, you know, honestly, as a fight fan on the outside looking in. I didn't know was there. And and now that I've worked with you for over a decade, I mean, this has constantly been on your mind. I mean, you're, you're a well-to-do businessman and, and have deserved all the fruits of your labors, but you always try to give back. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's something that a, a lot of people, uh, you know, don't do even when they want to do it. Uh, they don't get around to doing it. And this is one way that they can kind of fill that void if they do want to give back. Uh, they can, you know, purchase something for themselves and know that, you know, partial proceeds are going to go and, and make a difference for, you know, whichever charity you're choosing to benefit at the time. Right. Thanks, TJ. I appreciate the kind words. It's always important to get back in any way you possibly can, especially when you're benefiting from living a very wonderful life, which I cherish and feel honored and very humbled by how what I get to do every day of my life. Worked hard to get here, but it's important to stay here for that. And um, and my biggest thing, know, Bruce, is you you try to inspire, you try to be a good role model, and and you try to give back in every way possible. And and honestly, uh, I'm not blowing smoke. Uh, working with you over the past decade has one of been uh, has been one of the real true joys in, in my life, and it's because of all those. Uh, sort of qualities and traits that you've displayed again for a decade. And, and that, that's the thing that means so much to me versus, again, I'm not trying to butter your bread too much here. Uh, but, you know, this isn't a gimmick. It's not an act. It's not something that you could keep up for uh, a decade plus. And uh, your honesty, your your commitment to making the world a better place while, you know, working hard and, and you know, doing right by yourself and your family, it's uh, – it's something that shines through, Bruce, and it's been a pleasure. We're not leaving. This isn't the last show or anything, but no. <laughs> I, I, I felt like it, it. You know, this is a good opportunity as any to sort of articulate my thoughts to you and, and also your audience as well, Bruce. You're you're the you're the real McCoy in a lot of ways. Thanks, TJ. Again, my I'm a little tear in my eye, a lot of butter on my bread. I'm going to enjoy biting into that. I'll, I'll consider it almond butter if you don't mind. There you go. And uh, 
It's all good. Thanks, TJ. I appreciate it. You know, life is a karmic experience, and karma is a beautiful thing. But karma, as they say, can also be a bitch. Yeah. So try to be the best person you can be so that karma in your future is a beautiful thing. And that's what I live for. Right. Great I, karma for me, my family, my loved ones, my friends, and everybody I communicate with. Right. You live for karma, and I live to eat karma corn. That's what it's called, <laughs> right? With caramel? No? Oh, uh, caramel corn. Well, with that being said, we'll let you go and you can get as much caramel corn as you want. TJ, thanks for everything. Anything else you want to tell the audience before we go? And thanks again. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. I'd appreciate it if everyone followed me on Twitter, at TJ DeSantis. Uh, if you want to listen to my radio show, it covers mixed martial arts. We do a lot of things. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash between rounds. Uh, all of that money goes to the people that I work with and we need money. And I think you might like our content. So patreon.com forward slash between rounds. That's it. Fantastic. Sounds good. All right. And for me, uh, BruceBuffer.com. Check it out again for your voiceover audios, videos, anything you want is all at BruceBuffer.com plus everything else. If you want to find out what's going on in my life with that being said, everybody treat everybody with respect, treat people the way you want to be treated, be a role model to your sphere of influence, set your goals, learn about them, write them down before you step on that path. Make sure you have all your knowledge in place. And then when you step on that path, be the best you can be. Do the best job you can do because if you're doing that, then you're winning, folks. No matter to what level you win, it's all about being the best you can be to be a winner. So be a winner. That's the message from today on It's Time Radio. Thanks, everybody. Buffer out. We'll see you next week. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Hey, I'm Kayla. As a mom working from home, life is crazier than ever, especially on days like these. But I'm still ruling my day thanks to Metro. Metro gave me an awesome phone and tablet. Now my son can get his homework done on the tablet without needing to borrow my laptop. Plus, with Metro, Amazon Prime is included, so I can access great deals and discounts on school essentials and get them delivered in no time with unlimited free shipping. All while keeping an eye on my son to make sure he finishes his online practice tests before he starts watching his favorite Amazon originals. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch to Metro, the number one brand in prepaid. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices with one Amazon Prime membership included for just $75 a month. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. I'm Kayla, and that's how I rule my day with Metro. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members on select rate plans. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply.